Hey, how are you guys doing this week? This is week number, I think we're about a one month into the podcast. This would be Thanksgiving week. It is coming up, you guys. This would be a Tuesday, November 27th. No, 26th, my bad. Episode 19. Oh my gosh, you guys. So I'm just going to jump right into this thing because I have a lot I want to talk to you guys about as usual. So yesterday, I don't know if you guys checked out the podcast but it was about maturity and you were only a slave to what you allow. I talked about some touchy things in that towards the end, you guys. And I was a little nervous because it's one of those things where it's taboo, right? You don't talk about alcohol in the church. People barely talk about sex in the church, even though people are married and you know that's what happens when people have children. Anyway, do you guys get what I mean? Like there's certain things that we don't talk about but need to be talked about. There's there's issues, there's things that people are going through that are on their hearts that if they don't get to the broad of the light of day, they're gonna stay stuck, right? So people that are mature and growing and have, you know, the Holy Spirit and have God's wisdom and have, you know, experiences and, you know, can share their lives. We need to speak up and share about what we think about these things with other people, right? So we can encourage and inspire and, you know, provoke new thoughts and change in other people, right? By sharing honestly and openly with what we've been through, what we think, how God's helped us and all this kind of thing. So anyway, I digress massively. So bonding, I was like, okay, how am I going to tie this in today, you guys? You know, with you're only a slave to what you allow and then bonding, right? Because I want I would like to try to keep it, you know, kind of a theme throughout the week, but we'll see how that goes, you guys. This is my first podcast. And so uh, I got to practice this, this skill, but You know, I was just thinking, because, you know, we're talking about bonding today. And I started reflecting on, I was reading through Isaiah and how God was talking to the people and then the different things going on with them. And this was the question that came to my mind, or these are the thoughts that I had. Are you paying attention to the outcome and the results of your life? Do you see what is going on as a result of who you bond to or who you are not bonded to? Okay, so if we're only slaves to what we allow, right, there's things that we allow in our lives and things that we don't, whatever. And then being able to understand the relationship between the things that we allow, the things we don't allow, and then the results that we get in life. And then, you know, who we're bonding with. And so I want to I want to expand upon that a little bit, you guys. I'm going to do my best because this was kind of a new thought I had this morning as I was reflecting on my life and how. I used to be with people and how I used to bond with people okay and so as long as the people agreed with me right because I saw them as the leaders and God uses the body for confirmation you guys ever hear that God uses the body of Christ for confirmation so you know if, if, if you believe God is you know giving you a word within yourself you look for other people outside of you to confirm that. Okay, I, I think there's some truth to that, right? I mean, we all have to be kind of ringing the same bell. You get what I'm saying? You know, Jesus Christ is Lord. We have the Holy Spirit. There's certain foundational things that we all have to have in common, okay? Now, when it comes to life's issues and these kinds of things, this can get a little bit stickier only because everybody has such different life experiences, different perspectives, different everything, okay? And if people aren't living real transparent and honest, you really don't know what the heck's going on, okay? And so, but 
I would, you know, if these people were giving me confirmation in what I was doing, right? Because they were the leaders in the church. It was a pattern that I'd lived by and I felt accustomed to and I was secure in it, right? It was as if God was right in my midst. I treated the leaders and the people in my church as if they were God himself in a way, right? I kind of looked to them, you know, okay, Lord, this is what I think or whatever. So then I would seek. And if they disagreed, I would even at times think that I must not be hearing God, right? Because, you know, they've been following the Lord longer and they have all this knowledge and wisdom. And so I'm looking to them to guide my thinking and thoughts. And if they didn't agree, then I thought there was something wrong with my communication with God. Have you guys ever fell into that? Have you ever felt like the things that the Lord has revealed to you? Have you ever felt insecure in sharing them because the people you were sharing it with and the leaders you were sharing it with just weren't vibing with you? They weren't seeing it. They weren't agreeing. They had, you know, maybe they'd even throw it out or say, oh, that's bullcrap, which I had one guy do a long time ago. He was the pastor and we were having this conversation and I was, um, at the time I was a part of this ministry. I'm not going to get into all that right now, you guys, but uh, I was working with, I was building a relationship with one of those with one of these girls and she was sharing with me about how you know her view uh, her relationship with her dad her biological father impacted the way that she had seen god and i i had asked her that because she her dad abandoned her hold on you guys kids are knocking on my door who is it okay go see your sisters i'm doing my podcast right now yeah i'm a little late in recording today you guys so if you hear children in the background uh, we don't have school today, hallelujah, but still, it's it's a little crazy sometimes. Where was I? Okay, so I was working with this girl. She was talking to me about her background, about her father, and he wasn't around. And, you know, he pretty much abandoned her. And uh, so I asked her, you know, I said, you know, did that impact your relationship with God? And she said, uh, yeah, it did. And she kind of, she elaborated on that a little bit. And I just kind of was listening to her. And so I went to a prayer meeting one night and I was sharing with these guys kind of my little thing for the day, you know, because we always took pride in that. Like, you you know, if you had a conversation about the Lord with somebody that wasn't a Christian, it was like, yay, you know, we're, we're winning souls, right? And so we would, we like to talk to each other about those things. It was encouraging. But as I was sharing the story and I said, you know, how people a lot of times will project their relationship with their father or the experiences that they had onto their relationship with the Lord, he turned around and he looked at me. What? No, not right now. When I'm done. I'm sorry, you guys. That was my little man again. Anyway, he turned around and looked at me and he goes, that's bull fill in the blank. And I was like, wow. And when he said that to me, you guys, I was like, wow, Ashley, you really don't know what you're talking about. Now, inwardly, look, I'm an encourager at heart, okay, you guys? So when I have something inside of me that is like build me up on the inside, I can't help but to share it with other people. Okay. So when I was talking to her about this and kind of reaching these conclusions, it kind of gave me another perspective to look through and encourage me like, wow, I never thought about how people can project their relationships that they have with other human beings onto the Lord like that and how that can impact how they see the Lord. Okay. So when I got told that was bullcrap, how do you think that impacted my confidence and my ability to discern God's voice? Okay. So because of those experiences, I learned, I learned not to trust myself. I did to a degree, you guys, because you know, there comes a point where, uh, you can look on, you can say, you know what, something just ain't right here. Like you, you've got to get to a point, excuse me, you guys, where you, you need to trust your yourself. Okay. Especially with the background that I've had 
the abuse that I experienced, um, I had learned to overlook evil, but I knew what oppression and evil also felt like. So I was no stranger to it. All right. So you can't fool me for too long. I mean, I might put up with your shenanigans for a time, especially if I love you and want to have a relationship with you. But at some point, uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna call it out and we're gonna deal with it, okay? So anyway, uh, because I learned not to trust my own discernment in my relationship with the Lord, because of those experiences I had with my spiritual leaders, I really did start to look at them as sort of my, my God, right? Well, you just tell me what to do because apparently I don't know what the heck I'm doing, okay? Now, here was the other dynamic that we uh, were dealing with, right? We didn't want to be known as the people that had the fuzzy gospel. Okay, you guys ever hear about that? You know, the people who abuse God's grace and just kind of have a license to sin and all this kind of stuff, okay? We were not going to be those people, okay? We were going to, you know, do what God told us to do. We were going to be obedient. We were going to serve with all our hearts. Uh, we didn't really talk about grace too much. Grace was like, okay, yeah, you need grace, but don't abuse grace. Okay, so... Grace was kind of one of those things like, wow, I know I need it, but I don't want to abuse it. So I'm going to do my best to like be obedient. And then I don't know, just kind of let the chips fall where they may kind of thing. And so, uh, so all this grace, right. Uh, you know, like I said, the fuzzy gospel and you know, basically that's the way that we took it was no, you know, you're going to give yourself a license to sin. So basically, you know, have it your way, Christianity, but I knew in my heart I want to live like that anyway because I was like, why? How could I even approach God like that? Number one, I already knew the shame and the guilt and all the crap that God had redeemed me from. So why would I even treat my relationship with Him like that? You know what I'm saying? Like looking inside myself, realizing, wow, Lord, you've forgiven me from some crap in my life or things I've went through and this shame and all these, all those negative, like those, those emotions that just crush you. I tried to take that crap away, you guys, on my own, right? By just like avoiding it, right? Sweep it under the rug kind of thing. That never did anything for me. It was only when I got real before the Lord and, you know, aired my soul to him in that way. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, I don't have to carry that around anymore. Hallelujah. Okay. But so I didn't have that heart towards the Lord, you know, but we sort of treated each other just in case, just in case safe zone don't abuse god's grace you know so we're gonna we're how we're gonna talk to you guys and how we're gonna run this thing is to make sure that that doesn't happen right because your motives and intentions can't be trusted because you you know we're born with deceitful and wicked hearts right as if the one who created the heart didn't know that and it says that i the lord know the heart right you know that's the next scripture that says that when people say the heart is deceitful i think it's jeremiah 17 and he goes i the lord search the heart so duh you got to be able to give that same wicked heart to the Lord so he can help you. It's not fully, not, not, not in the way where it can't make a decision that, oh, wow, I need to submit this to someone greater than I, so I can, you know, have a good life. <laughs> right. Do you guys get what I mean? So obviously, you know, we have choices that we can make, even though you can be aware of your deceitfulness or your wickedness, you can still choose to recognize that that is destroying you and submit it to an authority that's greater than you and has more knowledge you know all the stuff that the lord has give that to him and then he can you know revamp you okay anyway so i never wanted to be like that and so um but because i only had knowledge of god's grace and and i had not experienced it in my heart it was just like a knowledge thing for me i'd become fearful and didn't trust myself because i was told to, to die to that. That's the other thing, right? Die to yourself. 
right? Don't listen to yourself. Die to yourself, Ashley. You know, that's what they teach in the church these days, you guys. Die to yourself. Uh, don't pay your attention to your emotions. Live for, live, live for the Lord. Serve others. Basically, walk around as a hollow shell with no real sustenance, no real solid foundation, and just be a slave to everyone else and everything else and do it all in Jesus' name. I mean, that's the impression I got. That's kind of what I was feeling like, you guys. I'm only speaking from my experience. I can't speak from you, speak for you. These are the things that I have experienced and been through in my own Christian life. All right? So, uh, because I was told to die to that and live for God, which the body of Christ uh, would confirm, would uh, or deny. Hold on, you guys. I'm trying to read my handwriting here. So I'd become fearful. I didn't trust myself because I was told to die to that and live for God. Uh, which the body of Christ would either confirm or deny my decisions, right? Since I had died to myself, who else, who else is supposed to help me make these decisions? Oh, the body of Christ will, right? They're going to confirm through the Holy Spirit. They're going to help me make decisions because I can't make them for myself. And my ability and my confidence to do that had been crushed uh, by the church. Honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. Okay. So I had every intention of serving Christ and use the body of Christ to prove my devotion by being devoted to them because church Christ was in the church, right? I'm going to prove my devotion to you, to Christ by being devoted to you because I'm believing everything you're telling me and I've surrendered my whole life to you and every decision I'm supposed to make. Okay. Now, as I said, they were not as honest with me as God was. Why would I, why would I, uh, hold on you guys. Uh, why would I build my life on such a an unknown foundation? You guys, I didn't know these people in the church very transparently. Okay, I didn't really know their background. I didn't really know the different experiences they've had. I didn't really know too much about them. The only thing I knew is that they had a desire to serve the Lord and we were growing together in that. That's what we had in common. But as far as who they were uh, as people, right? Their pasts, their experiences, their struggles, present day struggles. You didn't really know a lot about that with them. Okay. And, but God, on the other hand, he was pretty dang transparent with me as far as who he was, what he expected, what he hated, what he loved, what he wanted, what he didn't want, uh, his heart towards me, his heart towards other people, his heart towards, you know, those who are humble, his heart towards how he treats people when they're prideful. I had never been in a relationship with somebody that was that like down to earth now i know i want to be that type of person but as far as being in an environment with people who were living that way as well uh i think we all were absolutely terrified to come out of our own skin in that way right so you know and god he was very 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 transparent so then i had to ask myself a question why would i choose to rend my heart to them when they were not showing theirs right they weren't showing their whole total heart in that way Okay, so, you know, what bond would I expect to form with someone who isn't communicating what what they need, want, desire, love, hate, etc. Right? What did I expect to get out of that? What was I really doing, you guys? Right? I mean, ask yourself another question. I had to ask myself more questions. Why was I performing to get that for people? Right. If I complied with them and I did what they said, then they would like let me in a little bit on them. But I didn't really know them. 
but I wanted to. That was my desire. I just wanted to have a solid relationship with somebody. I wanted someone to share their life with me because I was always talking about the things I went through with people in my childhood and my experiences and, you know, the, you know, the sins of my youth and, you know, everything else, you know, not to, you know, uh, because I was like, wow, who can relate? You know, I was just looking for people to relate to because I had already felt like I was in a perfectionistic environment to a degree. And I was like, crap. Well, maybe if I just talk about my humility a little bit or my humanity, then uh, maybe we can kind of adjust this environment a little bit. And, uh, you know, we can all kind of feel like we're on the same playing ground. I wanted to feel like I was on the same playing ground with them, but I didn't. So I figured, well, maybe if I just humble myself and talk about these things, maybe they'll humble themselves and, and they'll talk about their life or whatever. And then we can all be on the same page and have some grace for each other. Didn't happen. So what power did I believe that they had that I didn't, right? I had to ask myself that question. What, you know, why do you give yourself over to other people? What do they have that you don't have, right? And remember, I think somewhere in Corinthians, Paul asked that question when they were emulating these super apostles or whatever. He's like, what do they have that you didn't, re that you didn't receive, right? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, what did they have that God didn't freely give to me that he gave to them, you know? Uh, we all have the Holy Spirit. Now, how we exercise uh, our senses and how we break down our experiences is an individual thing, right? The longer you live, hopefully, the more wisdom you're going to have and your ability to discern. That can be a time thing, right? But in God's kingdom, you know, humility and, uh, you know, your ability to, um, you guys, sorry, the kids are knocking on the door. What? Go talk to your siblings. But, you know, our ability to uh, break down our experiences and have some discernment that way, that, that can come with time. And it should come with time as you get older, right? You should be getting older and wiser. You know, God forbid the 60, 70-year-old person who's still got the mind of a 19-year-old, right? But they, they're trying to rule everything or they're, or they're to a place to where, you know, they think that their perspective is the only perspective and they don't appreciate the body of Christ. Right. They don't appreciate other people's experiences and how God has worked in their life. Right. They they don't appreciate the grace of God in, in someone else's life, especially if it, it looks different than theirs, you know. And uh, anyway, you guys. So, um, yeah. So what did they receive that I didn't have? Right. So what was really happening as a result of me um, obeying them or living in fear? OK, what was really going on with me by me? Um not understanding the, you know, me choosing to bond with people that weren't uh, in it as much as I was in that way, right? You know, me building my life upon that. You know, what was going on with me? I had to take, I had to take a look. I was a smoldering wick. I was depressed. I was fearful. Felt like I was living in an underground, uh, what's underground country? I'm not even kidding you guys. I felt like that for a long time burdened, exhausted, frustrated, confused, stressed, anxious, muffled. Oh my God. I felt so muffled and so stuck, uh, you know, towards the end of that experience. And I haven't really shared with you guys, uh, what had happened with that. I think I will one day, you know, as I feel like it's appropriate or if I feel like it's relevant, um, you know, but these are some of the, these are just some of the emotions that I have, I had experienced while I was in my old church, uh, control on eggshells, you know, so that, that was all the effects inside of me as a result of me living this way, okay? Why didn't I see the fruit of this labor as bringing death, okay? Why didn't I look and say, wow, 
Ashley, what's going on here? You bonded yourself to these people in this way and look at the results of your life. All that just huge list I just gave you guys. I never did that. Okay. I never did that. And that's a whole nother, you guys, I'll do another video on that as far as how, how you can live in an evil environment and still overlook it to survive. That's a whole, well, I'll save that for another day, you guys. Um, because that's what I come to realize. I had been trained to kind of do that, to overlook evil in a way for my own survival. But like I said, I don't want to get into that, you guys, because um, the main point I'm trying to make today is about bonding. Okay. And who we give our heart to and, and being able to look at the results in our life as a result. Okay, so um, I'm trying to find something on here really quick, you guys. I can't find where it is, and that's going to drive me crazy. All right, so I'll just speak right off the page here, or just speak off my heart. So when I was in Isaiah this morning, uh, I'm just going to start reading through that book. And I noticed a couple things as God was talking to these people, right, to these people. <laughs> when he was talking to the Israelites, all right? He goes, the ox knows its master, the donkeys its owner's manager, but Israel does not know, uh, my people do not understand, right? You know, the ox knows its master, the donkey its owner. But he's like, you you people don't know me. You don't understand. You know, God's poured out his heart. He's shared with them. He goes, they have forsaken the Lord. They have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. You know, he goes, why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured. Your whole heart is afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness, only wounds and welts and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged, not soothed with olive oil. And I was like, wow, Lord, that's what I was doing. Okay. I was living from a wounded state. I was bruised. I was broken. You guys, I told you I was a smoldering wick. God reminded me. He's like, you know, smoldering wick he will not put out. And I was like, thank you, Lord, because I feel like these people are about to put me out. Like they don't, you know, they, they're not going to love me anymore. All right. But I was a smoldering wick. I was this bruised person. I wasn't paying attention to how the relationships that I was in and how they were being with me were impacting me on the inside. Because I, I learned not to trust myself, to die to myself, to not pay attention to the fruit, right? It says, you'll know a tree by its fruit. Do you know your own fruit within yourself? Are you paying attention to the results of your life as a result of the people that you're bonded to? How are they impacting you, right? What's the environment like? How do you feel when you're around these certain people? Are you paying attention to it? Because I wasn't paying attention to this, you guys. And here I was bonding myself to these people who weren't being honest and transparent. You guys, when you read the Bible, he ain't, God ain't even playing, right? He's telling you what he loves, what he hates, right? He lays it all out. That's why God can be so, so intimidating sometimes because you're like, oh man, Lord, I don't even know if I can hang with you. I don't even know if I have a relationship with you because your requirements are out of this world, right? But he goes, I've made a way for you. There's redemption, there is forgiveness, there's no condemnation, there's no shame. As as high as the standard is, he has made it so easy for you to approach a relationship with him because of his nature, because of who he is, his love, right? So that's not difficult. But I wasn't approaching God that way, you know? And so, like I said, I'm I I'm getting a little passionate, you guys. But so in my heart, I had all these wounds going on. I wasn't paying attention. And so then God confronts Israel and he goes on and he goes, Your country is desolate. Your city's burned with fire. After he just told him, y'all got wounds. He's like, okay, you got wounds within, but then check it out what's going on outside of yourself, right? Your country's desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your fields are being stripped by foreigners. Right before you, right before you laid waste as when overthrown by strangers. 
So these people knew all this information about God. God let him out of Egypt. He did all these things for him, right? He provided for them. He was trying to show his heart to them, being intimate with them. And they just sort of went back to what they knew, right? They were in slavery. They're gods, right? When they were living in Egypt, Pharaoh was God, right? He said he was a God. So they had kind of lived in that mentality that, well, God is a God you can see. What do you mean there's this God I can't see that I'm supposed to serve? What are you talking about? They never even experienced that before. All the gods they served in Egypt were all gods they could see, right? And so I kind of fell into that myself. We can fall into that in a way too, right? When you get into this whole thing of, you know, confirmation and and looking for other people to validate your relationship with Lord that is within, that is inside, and it's not always seen. Anyway. I'm digressing. You guys pay attention, please. Pay attention to who you're bonding with. Who are these people? Are they opening up to you as much as you are opening up to them? As I shared with you guys, I was open and transparent. I was sharing my life, sharing my experiences, sharing my heart, sharing my stories. I didn't really get a lot of that from them, right? But they would tell me what to do and they would tell me what was expected because I was a disciple and I didn't really know much and I needed to learn from them. So I respected that and I wanted to learn from them because I, by the time I went there, I think I was 21, you know, I wanted to be around people who were serving Jesus. I wanted to understand, okay, what's the next step? Lord, what do I need to do from here? You know? And so, um, you know, I think there's a level of that that comes, but at the same time, there has to be this sort of your ability to be an adult and confront and, and be up front and talk and be open and, and talk about these unhealthy dynamics sometimes that can go on in relationships, especially in the church, right? I mean, we're supposed to be a body of people that know God's grace in our life, personally, first, within, experienced it. And then you get to a place where you should be able to word it and put it, put it into words for other people so they can get it, right? Faith comes by hearing. So they should be able to hear your life and hear what you're saying and get some faith in theirs and good outcomes. Wow, okay, God. You did that in that person's life. I think you can do it in mine. Help me recover my life in the way that your grace has recovered theirs. But it looks a little different, but I know that it can be done, you know, and being in that place with each other. And so pay attention to the results, you guys. I, I hope that I drove this point home. I I had it written out, but it was super, super long. And so I didn't want to read everything off the page because it was like five or six pages. But I just wanted to, like, like I said, make this point. Who are you bonding to? What are the results that are happening with inside of you? What are the results that are happening on the outside? Because you guys, there was other signs that this was unhealthy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it too much. I shouldn't because I only got like four minutes left to talk. But there were signs, okay? There were signals. No one was paying attention. Okay? And sometimes it's because of, you know, the way the culture that we were lived in, right? I said that at the very beginning of this podcast. My whole understanding and my relationship with God was was pretty much smashed to pieces in one meeting with with my with my church by what the pastor said because everybody looked up to him right he was the man no disrespect on the pastor i'm just saying that everybody everybody in the church especially when somebody's been there for a long time you guys i had been in this church already for like you know four years come on give me some give me some skin in the game man i've been faithful showing up i'm i'm doing all these things i'm here i'm present come on i mean Am I relevant at all to you guys, right? Not feeling like I have to just prove myself constantly, but that's what I did for a long time. You guys, about eight, eight, nine years I did that. And so don't go through what I went through, you guys. Pay attention to what's going on. Who are you bonding to? Uh, are they as honest and transparent as God is to you? Are you paying attention to the effects of that? What's it doing in you? What's it doing outside of you? If you're not, if you're, if you are turning a blind eye to it, 
it may be because you learned that as a child as I did. And you know what? We'll do I'll do another podcast on that sometime, you guys. Um, you know, where I can dive into that a little bit more as far as how that can be so easy to do, you know, turn a blind eye to evil. Um, and it could be. So ask God, Lord, is there a dynamic that I grew up in that I was turning a blind eye to the evil in my own home and I did it for survival? You know, just ask yourself that question, especially on this podcast, you guys. So I'm going to pop off here. It has already been 28 minutes. I hope I didn't ramble on too long. I really hope I made the point I was trying to make with you guys. Pay attention to your relationships. Pay attention to the impact it's having on you and your surroundings, uh, who you're bonding to, right? Uh, you guys check me out on social media, Soul Food Sunday. Uh, we're not doing Soul Food Sunday right now, you guys. No, maybe we are this time. I'm trying to think. Because there was a couple weeks where we weren't able to do it because my husband was out. Uh, he had other commitments to do. But um, uh, Food for Thought Friday is, uh, yeah, we should be good. I'm like, okay, what's the date when this podcast releases? Yes, we'll be good. Soul Food Sunday is coming up, you guys, with me and Scott. Food for Thought Friday on Facebook. I'm on Instagram now, Daily Encouragement with Ashley. Uh, I share my podcast on there and just kind of little... Uh, little images that I, you know, create with, you know, the different things I'm thinking about just to encourage you guys to check me out on there. You guys share this podcast with your friends so other people can find it, you know, find out about it, subscribe to it, you know, grow this platform. You guys, I want to encourage people, I want to empower people with the things that the Lord's empowered me with. Um, and, you know, I realize I can't speak to everybody, but um, there are people out there that can relate to me to a degree. And I at least want to share it with them and say, hey, you know, if you're in this place, I promise you there's a way out. I promise you God can redeem your life and, um, you know, things can change. You guys, I'm living proof of that. Things are changing still for me even now to this day, and I don't believe it's going to quit. So I love you guys. Thanks for your time. I will see you guys tomorrow.